This episode brought to you by Own the Gray Podcast. Discover how others age with attitude at ownthegray.ca. The best conversations happen when we're having lunch with our friends, especially when one is a healer. Pull up a chair and join us to expand your knowledge and open your mind. I find that one of the things that I like to do every day uh, in my life, and I'm conscious of it, doesn't always happen, but is to find joy or to live joyfully. Joy is not necessarily happiness or finding happiness. Joy to me is finding moments, single moments a day that make you feel elated, happy. Not, not, it's not happy, elated. It's a very subconscious feeling. So I find joy is something that makes my soul feel good. I'm not conscious of how I got that joy. I am conscious of trying to pick it in my life. But to give an example, when I'm watching something hysterically funny and I'm laughing deeply, there's another feeling that I'm getting while I'm laughing that hard is joy. There's a feeling that you get inside where you feel literally lighter. And joy can also for me be walking, just walking outside, being in nature and having good, easy conversation, not thinking of other things is joyful. I saw an owl yesterday. I've never seen an owl in the forest before. He was magnificent. And the thought, two thoughts, he was magnificent. And the fact that I'd never seen an owl in nature before created this elated feeling. That's joy. So that's to me, really what, what joy is about. And you, I would like to try to create as many of those moments as I can in my life by doing things that could put me in a joyful place. To put it in kind of a definition, joy and happiness are wonderful feelings to experience, but are very different. Joy is more consistent and is cultivated internally, like you said, uh, Leslie, from the soul. It comes when you wake, when you make peace with who you are, why you are, and how you are, whereas happiness tends to be externally triggered and is based on other people, things, places, thoughts, and events. So in my opinion, just like you, Leslie, uh, joy comes from the soul, and it's not transitory. It's uh, happiness to me is episodic. It's amazing to me the number of people who do not feel joy or elation or happiness. I mean, every other book you see on the bookshelf is how to find happiness. It's kind of sad. I mean, I know that I was uh, one of the interviews that uh, I will brought, we will broadcast is from a pharmacist. And she told me that the number of antidepressants she uh, administers, even on young children is just unbelievable. We need to kind of look at why people don't feel what we feel. Is that inner joy? Is it so complicated? I personally find joy when I see light in other people. And for me, joy is when my children are interacting in a loving and pure way. The joy of, you know, an act of kindness. All of that to me is part of joy. Happiness is something else where something triggers within you that something spectacular happens to you or you've you've had an experience that 
makes you feel happy. Joy alone is to me something that is deeper than just a physical level. It's it's more of an internal um, feeling. That's how I perceive joy. Walking through a park and watching, you know, young, innocent children playing together, you know, no judgment, no uh, anger. That's that's pure joy. A number of years ago, I uh, I, I did a little bit of a, um, a therapy thing for fear of flying, actually. And the the, uh, the the way I became uh, aware about joy was she said, you know, in order to help me with my fear of flying, I should find something that makes me feel joyful or I should not should if I could remember things that make me feel joyful. And when I'm feeling anxious, pop that that joyful thought into my head in order to reduce some of the anxiety. Well, I can't say that that I was necessarily able to do that because I was I'm still afraid of flying. But what she did make me aware of is that I can put myself in situations and set myself up to have joy. Not necessarily that I'm going to get it, but that if I take a few simple steps to give myself, like watch a movie that's hysterically funny with my loved ones or um, going for a walk or another one that creates joy. Cranking the song, a song in your car that you absolutely love and singing it on the top of your lungs, that can be joyful. Try to create, not create, try to think of what could be joyful. Walk down that road. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, well, then another moment will come along. Do you three ladies, do you wake up happy? Every day? Yeah, every day. Well, in my case, it will depend on whether I've had a good night's sleep or, you know, uh, okay, here's my, my little question back to you, and then you guys can answer is, do you have to wake up every day happy? I do wake up happy in the morning. I'm one of those cheerful people until I think about what I have in, uh, stored for, in store for me that day. But I do wake up in an optimistic mood every day. I think that that's important. I wake up quite happy every single morning. So part of my affirmations and part of my meditation in the morning um, is for everyone that I incorporate into that um, manifestation, but also is to start my day off with the first person that I see in the morning to make sure that I am giving such joy and such love and such happiness that I'm sharing that inner feeling that I may have, even if I'm battling with my own issues, I always make sure that I'm delivering that happiness and that joy to others. So that really is part of my routine every single day, because we don't know what someone else is battling in their life and offering that act of kindness, as I said before, not only brings joy to them, but it also brings joy to, to those who are offering it. So that's how I start my day. So on that topic of starting the day, and a question for you, Susan, about, uh, you said that you initially wake up happy, and then that could change. And I'm wondering if it's the inner thoughts and that voice in your head that starts up that changes that for you. So perhaps, you know, worrying about something that you have to address that day or uh, remembering something that 
um, oh yeah, this this happened and now it changes your mood. And I'm wondering if it is about the story uh, of not being in the moment that changes it for you. What do you think? I think you're 100% correct. It's obvious. It's definitely that. And happily, I think that's the easiest. It's not easy, but it's the easiest one to address if I actually start in a good place and I'm getting better at it. I am, I'm working on that, trying to live in the present moment. And I think that is key to have calmness of mind, which in my opinion is important to feel joy, is to feel calm. Living in the present moment. I mean, it's it's so simple, but complicated all at the same time. Yeah. The, the, um, the book by Eckhart Tolle, A New Earth, he talks about something called background unhappiness. And what that is, it's like a general feeling of discontent or irritation or resentment that's just present in the background as you go through your life. And, and it's fed by thoughts like, uh, there's two things that he says that it's fed by is, is there's something that needs to happen in my life before I can be happy. And there's an, a, a resentment about that, that it hasn't happened yet. And two, something happened in the past that shouldn't have happened. And I resent that. And if that hadn't happened, I'd be happy now. And it's those two, one or other, or both of those thoughts, once they go into your mind, then you reconnect with that background unhappiness, which sets the tone for the rest of your day. That's a victim mentality. One of the few things I generally don't do, I mean, obviously, I think most people can say that they had moments where they unfortunately play the victim. I'm not sure that that I, I agree. It is a victim mentality. But and, the, and sometimes you see it in people. No, they do think that they're a victim in their own lives. And watching them, some like a couple of people I can think of in particular, like they've had things that have happened that didn't work out so well. And it's like everybody else's fault. And so they play the victim. But but to to what you're saying there, Deborah. So I think almost anybody, unless you, you know, living some life on a planet that really isn't this one here, we've probably all got something that happened in our lives that we thought shouldn't happen to us and that, you know, oh, poor me. But I would say that that what, you, what you're talking about is something that we have to be very conscious of. How, how that would be something that we want, would like to get out to people in general is how to be conscious of how you turned yourself into a victim and is that victim and that, that sorry, what's the name of the book? Um, a New Earth. Earth, the background unhappiness. Background unhappiness. A lot of people would would be benefit from trying to solve this. That you can't solve the things that happened in your past, but how can you find a way to live with it and then bring some joy back into your life? Because there's lots. I'm not saying everybody, but me. Oh my gosh, I could. I got a laundry list of stupid shit I did. Sorry. Um, but I've just sort of said to myself, oh, well, that's what I did. That's what it is. And either I can live with it or I can't. And I've decided to live with it and look for joy. I, I made some dumb, dumb mistakes. And, uh, you know, and, and that little desire to go back and erase them and redo it. I even I had this conversation with myself the other day. I went, boy, I wish I hadn't done that or this or that. And then I went, oh, well, you did. What are you going to do? I did. And I had to recover from them. And now I need to say, yeah, 
not try not to do that again. Although there's some I will do again. I know I'm dumb, but uh, but generally just try to fill that negative with positive and positive for me is joy. Because the reason I, I say joy so much is because joy can be so instant. It can be something that can make you feel better like a pill instantly because you, you're filling your, your brain, your heart, your mind with something positive. And it's only positive for you. Not everybody else would have thought an owl in the tree was was as joyful as I did. You know, so I think that that uh, being able to forgive yourself and not have, carry all of those uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, you know, chains your whole life is important. So what I'm hearing is that joy is being in the moment. So that owl that you saw, you couldn't have planned that. It just happened in the moment. And you chose to view it as something joyful. And so you chose happiness in the moment. And that's exactly um, the the point with, with the background on happiness is even if it might be running that story, you could choose to override that story and choose happiness or choose joy in the moment. And it's that that idea of staying in the present because the minute we go into the past, what sh- what happened and shouldn't have happened, and the minute we go into the future worrying about that or, you know, I can't be happy or joyful until something happens, then you've lost the, the ability to be in the present moment to experience the joy that that is there. You just need to open your eyes and see it. You need to actually start to incorporate how you're going to transform it, how you're going to make the shift in your mind every single day. It's an exercise that you need to start to practice. Not everyone is internally happy or joyful, but in order to get there, you have to do the work, the internal cleansing, the internal flushing of that negative energy that is causing you to feel the way that you are. You need to stop beating yourself up internally and start to appreciate and have gratitude for all the things that you've done. Those are the small little steps to having joy and and seeing joy and feeling joy, if you ask me. Uh, Can I now tell you the little exercise that made me become aware of how to take that step? Okay, this is uh, a little exercise that this woman told me how to do. You pick the word, and my word was joy. What she said the best time to do it is every time you go to the bathroom. And while you're in the bathroom, you sing. So I would go, joy, 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 joy. For however long I was in the bathroom and however many times during the day. That I actually did that for a couple of years. It helped because all it did was make me focus on what it was. So not everybody was looking for joy. I just found that joy is a feeling that I would like to replicate because it's so soulful. I found that that was a really easy way to remember how to refocus. Like it's probably only three or four times a day. It's usually one in the morning and at least one at night. So you're you know, you're buffering your day with putting a little bit of joy in there. Or you, you can say happiness, 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 whatever the word is that you want to do, just pop the word in. But joy, since we're talking about it, it was the one that I chose to do. But it was just a little thing for me. Joy, 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 joy. Okay, then joy. <laughs> Purging your vessel from the garbage that's built up over the years is basically what you're saying, Leslie. Yeah, get it out. Just yeah. Out and fill it back up with something better. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I think the washroom is actually the perfect place to do that. <laughs> actually, that's great. And it doesn't take a lot of meditation because sometimes like I'm not good at, at meditation because my 
I'll start going in a different way. This is actually filling my brain with a positive thought with an action. And that that is really how I found that it made the difference. Not that you can't meditate, everybody, you can do whatever you want. This is something different to meditating. This is taking an action and implanting it into your brain so that you are conscious of wanting to go there. I think it's great. In fact, I think we need a video of you in the washroom yeah, right. doing the joy and posting it on YouTube. It's going to be oh. the new thing. The views would be astonishing. <laughs> okay, so I have a question. Why, why do you think there's an epidemic of unhappiness in society. And I do think it's an epidemic. In my particular opinion, I'm pretty sure COVID might be making it worse. Well, pre-COVID even. It's pre-COVID. Do you think social media and uh, everything it's telling people that they should be or should do, are there too many external pressures on people today? Uh, What, why, what is going on in this world? I want to give my one simple answer and then you guys can jump in. There's actually too many people in the world. There's just too many of us. There's too much. We're surrounded by too much. There's nowhere to really get away anymore unless you go a distance. And then when you get away, you've got that phone with you. I I just think that there's just not enough downtime no matter what. But that's just my simple opinion. There's too many of us. Social media gives a persona that a person is happy. They have everything in life. So they make it look like they're here, they're there, they're living the dream, they're living the life. And I know for even my own children that I've seen that real downer um, where they felt that, oh, well, you know what, here I am working my ass off trying to to be, you know, creative and everybody else is doing it and, and hasn't put the work into it. And it's all a facade. It's all a lie. And this is what turns these vulnerable minds into thinking that they're worthless. And until people can overcome that and understand that social media is exactly what it is. It's just a platform for people to put shit up that's not real. Excuse my language. Yeah. I think that it's also causing people to become more narcissistic. And in doing that, they disconnect from each other. There's less compassion for themselves, for other people. And there's no way you can feel joy or happiness if you're, if you're in that state of mind. There are lots of people out there who are happy, who are living happy lives. There's just a lot of us. So there's a lot more unhappiness and a lot of happiness and a lot of discontent. There's a lot of everything because there's a lot of people. I went to school with people who were absolutely transgendered and or people who were not living the life of who they were supposed to be. Men and women. They were in the wrong body or had the wrong psyche or something wasn't right. But they weren't in the 70s and 60s and 70s. You didn't talk about it. And they lived very tortured lives. And the reason I say that is that now at least these people can can come out and live the life a little better, not great, a step down the road. But I had friends who, I know people who committed suicide. I know friends who were so desperately unhappy that they couldn't express themselves that they basically never succeeded in life because they lived lives of, of quiet desperation. And I don't know, I, I don't know that everybody's unhappy. Why are there so many books, podcasts, TV shows, movies, everywhere you look, there's something, how to achieve happiness, but it is a prevalent issue. So Deborah, a question in your practice, is this come up? Is this an issue or is it part of an issue? I believe that it's to do with our expectations 
and our judgments. So going back to, I'll answer it in a roundabout way. So going back to the what Karen was saying about social media, when we see the life that somebody is having, we have a judgment about it and it doesn't fit uh, our idea or our expectation of our own life. And so there's a there's that background unhappiness coming up again, that discontent. And so in my practice, I think the the bigger picture is not being in the present moment. It, it all all of the issues that are brought to me, it all boils down to not being in the present moment. And so in my healing practice, we start with guided meditation to bring us back to this what do you feel in this moment? What do you hear? What do you, you know, what, what are you experiencing in this moment? And that's when I notice my clients take a deep breath and let it go. And they stay in the now moment. And I keep them in that now moment with what I'm saying to them or um, whatever it is they're experiencing. They're not in their thoughts. They're not thinking about the past. They're not worrying about the future. They're in this now moment. And 100% of my clients feel better afterwards. 100% of my clients feel better after being in the now moment. And so that's what I've discovered is we're not living in the now moment. We're worrying about the past or worrying about the future. When we go out in nature and we see an owl, we're in the now moment. That's where the joy is. That's also where our power is because we can't do anything about the past and we can't reach the future. We can only reach this moment. What am I choosing in this moment? And so the whole conversation all boils down to if you can remain in the now, you can find joy. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. And join us next time for Lunch with a Healer. Now you can share your thoughts with us. Your comments, questions, and suggestions are all welcome. Go to speakpipe.com slash lunchwithahealer and record your message. Try it out today.